Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to the David Glenn Show. An early happy July 4th to everybody. We will celebrate Independence Day in style, sports style. I might even entertain you with a few things you might not have known about that Declaration of Independence, officially adopted on July 4th, 1776. We, of course, will not have a live show for you tomorrow, so we will celebrate Independence Day today. Have no fear, best of shows coming at you statewide over these next couple of days, as we hope you enjoy family, friends, and country, and as we celebrate sports as well, including three great guests. One of the newest members of the Hockey Hall of Fame is a guy that we know well in these parts. He was the general manager who put together the Carolina Hurricanes 2006 team that brought that franchise its one and only to this point Stanley Cup. Jim Rutherford now with the Penguins where he has put together two more Stanley Cup champions. Learned recently he's headed into the Hockey Hall of Fame. The actual induction is later this calendar year. Jim Rutherford will drop by live in about 60 minutes. I have statewide question of the day opportunities for you to chime in and participate from wherever you may be listening, online, AM, FM, or otherwise. We have two more great guests, Ian Eagle, on a variety of things. He is the voice of the Brooklyn Nets who just became more relevant than they typically have been in decades. They signed Kevin Durant. They signed Kyrie Irving. They signed DeAndre Jordan. They have returning players like former UVA star Joe Harris and a handful of other quality rotation guys. Ian Eagle, March Madness voice, NFL football voice, Turner Sports, CBS, Westwood One, and for the Yes Network, he is the voice of those Brooklyn Nets of the NBA. He also works with the Tennis Channel. Wimbledon is underway, if you did not know, at this time of year when there are not as many events going on in the sports universe. We turn to Wimbledon. We turn to a week from yesterday, the MLB All-Star Game, and the ramping up to such things as we're halfway through roughly the Major League Baseball regular season. We turn to international soccer, where yesterday it was Team USA 2, England 1. The 30th birthday of Alex Morgan, Team USA, was a good one in more ways than one. She got the game winner, even mimicked the sipping of tea English style during her on-field celebration. Not everyone liked that, but that seems to be a theme with this Team USA. Most Americans celebrating this great story in most many ways. Some Americans upset about Alex, her celebrations, 13 to nothing over Thailand, Megan Rapino versus the president, and all the rest of that stuff. One more win will be required for the Americans to win their fourth Women's World Cup. They will face either Sweden or the Netherlands this coming Sunday. Those two play in the other semifinal match in France a little bit later today. Meanwhile, the Team USA men are paying, playing for sort of a regional championship. They take on Jamaica tonight. The winner of that matchup takes on Mexico in the Gold Cup championship match. That is actually this Sunday in Chicago, so perhaps you'll be able to see the U.S. women with a title on the line in France, then the U.S. men with a different title on the line a little bit later in the day on Sunday in Chicago. We have hockey drama to discuss. 
I have founding fathers type trivia for you as we celebrate Independence Day and wish you all a happy July 4th. The hockey drama, as you probably know, involves your Carolina Hurricanes and their owner, Tom Dundon, and their star player, Sebastian Ajo. Are the Canadians and their fans right when they say that Sebastian Ajo really wanted to play there? Is that just trolling? Is that just exaggeration by an agent or a general manager? Is that the real deal? Now, the Canes have matched the offer sheet. We all know the terms. Five years, $42 million plus. Front-loaded salary bonuses left and right. Are the Carolina Hurricanes right when they say that all of this fluff is just Ajo's agent and the Canadians' GM and the Canadians' fans making stuff up just to add pressure to that decision that was made and announced yesterday. Yes, the Canes can handle the front-loaded offer sheet. Yes, the Canes stepped up to the financial plate and kept their star finish forward, Sebastian Ajo. Should the Caniacs be concerned about the team's relationship with Ajo or his agent moving forward, even while looking ahead to 2024, when he will be an unrestricted free agent as he is in the process of turning 27 years old? We'll get into all of that throughout today's program. I and Eagle on some NBA, some Nets, and some Wimbledon. Jim Rutherford on some hockey. Mike DeCourcy of the Sporting News, often our guest on college basketball. Ball. We will top, tap into his international soccer expertise with the American women one victory away from another World Cup title and the American men trying to become more relevant than they have been for much of the 30 years that the American women have dominated international soccer on that side. 1-800-849-2761 will be your ticket into the program. Here are some questions for you to consider. We have guests later, so if you want in on any of these, Earlier is better. As I say hello to our producer, Nathan Bernstein is in for the Darren Vaught slot. He is on assignment with USA Baseball one more time. Our play-by-play -play guy, Darren Vaught, he masquerades as such when he's not producing this program. Nathan is in for Darren. Will, Philip, and Drew are handling the phones and other matters when you dial 1-800-849-2761. They are interns extraordinaire. Here are your questions that allow for your participation. Which women's sports do you watch regularly and why? Because there are a lot of people who would pay a lot of money for your detailed answers to those questions. Here's the bottom line. You all know that the economic model that surrounds the NBA, same sport, basketball, right, is a monstrous shadow over the relatively tiny economic model that is the WNBA. It's not that there aren't female basketball stars that make a lot of money. There are. But if you looked at just the size of the enterprise, and the NBA had a, a head start, of course. The WNBA is young in comparison. Whereas the NBA dwarfs the WNBA. And the PGA Tour, if you're a golf fan, folks, mega millions more care about men's golf in our country compared to women's golf. It is night and day. It's not, oh, a little bit more watch the men. It's a lot of people watch the men and a little people watch the women. It's that dramatic a contrast in the sport of golf. It's an incredibly dramatic night and day contrast in the sport of basketball. Even if you go into the college ranks, the numbers for the College World Series in baseball are much bigger, usually, than the numbers for the softball World Series on the women's side. 
You all know the Duke Carolina, State Wake, ACC, other rivalries in men's basketball at the college level. Those numbers are enormous compared to whatever the women's game brings out at the college level. Folks want to know because we actually are in the process of watching two of the biggest exceptions to this rule. It's not like you can just paint with a broad brush and say, well, DG, women didn't start playing professional sports until much later than the men. So we haven't had as many generations falling in love with these sports, these teams, these ideas, et cetera. Yeah, the head start helps in all of these cases, not just in America, but around the world. But it's not a broad brush thing anymore. There are at least two examples, prominent ones, unfolding as we speak where the women get as much attention and money, sometimes even more attention and money, than the men get. Those two big examples as we speak, watch the Women's World Cup TV numbers, watch the Women's Team USA jersey sale numbers, like the biggest in the history of our country, even as compared to the men. Why is it that tennis is a sport where thanks to Serena Williams and other superstars, many of them wearing the red, white, and blue, prize money in tennis is roughly the same. Ask athletes in most other sports, do you win as much money if you're an elite golfer as a woman compared to what the equivalent male makes? It ain't close. Do you make as much money as that WNBA player compared to the NBA? It is not even close. So what is it about soccer... And what is it about tennis that has drawn enough TV eyeballs, drawn enough fannies in the seats, and really, most importantly, drawn enough interest from people like you? As Wimbledon, one of the biggest and most important tennis matches, continues this week. Serena Williams, the GOAT, one of the American representatives there. And as the Women's World Cup comes to a conclusion on Sunday, I thought it was a good time for that question of the day. Which women's sports do you watch more regularly and why? Now, you might be one of those who watches the LPGA Tour and women's college basketball and the WNBA and all the rest. You are a rarity, my friend. And I mean whether you're a male viewer or a female viewer. What is it about women's tennis? What is it about women's soccer that, folks, this year's World Cup on the women's side is setting all sorts of records, not just in our country, but around the world. I have some of those numbers for you to consider today. If you'd like to chime in on that, there are sports business executives who would seriously pay you for the answer to this question of the day. Which women's sports do you watch regularly, and why is that the case? These other sports would love how to get on your sports radar, on your menu more often. Tennis and soccer are two of the only examples where the men are not dwarfing the women in terms of attention and media coverage and money and all of the other things associated with, with such things. Another question of the day for you, for if you're an NBA fan in particular. If you're Kawhi Leonard, where would you sign and why? As ESPN's Bobby Marks told us yesterday, barring more movement for salary cap purposes, there are only three teams that can actually afford Kawhi Leonard. He can stay with the Raptors in Toronto and try to make it two straight NBA titles there. He can jump to the Clippers where they have plenty of space and plenty of money, but I would argue it is not as direct a route to chasing another NBA title. A nice roster if Kawhi joins it but not what the Raptors would be if they keep Kawhi, and I would argue not what the Lakers would be if they attracted Kawhi. LeBron James plus Anthony Davis 
plus Kawhi Leonard, you'd have three of the what? Seven or eight best players in the entire NBA? Now, you'd have a tricky time sorting out a roster around them or a rotation around them. But the question of the day for NBA fans, if you're Kawhi Leonard, where do you sign and why? Raptors or Lakers or Clippers? I'll give you my answer as the Kawhi Leonard watch continues with most of the other biggest names in NBA free agency already having found their homes. 1-800-849-2761. Which women's sports do you watch more regularly and why? Or maybe you can tell us why you don't care in large numbers about most of the other women's sports that the world has to offer. Major League Baseball is closing in on the All-Star break. Wimbledon does continue on the other side of the pond. We do have hockey drama with the Canadians and the Canes and Sebastian Ajo and Tom Dundon looking for a fight the way he sounded yesterday at that press conference announcing that they had matched the Canes. That's that offer sheet from the Montreal Canadiens. Meanwhile, the Atlantic Coast Conference just a few hours ago announced that Duke star Zion Williamson is the ACC's Male Athlete of the Year. I know Devils did not win the NCAA title, but if you did not know, he did put up one of the greatest freshman seasons in the history of college basketball. That is not an exaggeration. You don't have to remind me what Anthony Davis did at Kentucky. You don't have to remind me what Kevin Durant did at Texas. Those are two of the other, maybe the two greatest freshman seasons in college basketball history. They're certainly on the short list. Zion is on that list as well. He is a deserving ACC Male Athlete of the Year. Jim Rutherford, second hour. Ian Eagle, second hour. Mike DeCourcy, third hour. Your phone calls this hour. Also, in honor of July 4th, I'll give you three things you might not have known about the Declaration of Independence, which was officially adopted on July 4th, 1776 just a little historical sidebar as we celebrate sports celebrate guys like Adams and Jefferson and Franklin founding fathers and among the crafters of the Declaration of Independence earlier today just for fun I tried to figure out I just goofing around who's the greatest athlete ever named Adams as we honor John Adams who's the greatest athlete named Jefferson as we honor Thomas Jefferson the chief author of the Declaration of Independence. Who's the greatest athlete named Franklin in honor of Benjamin Franklin? There are only three men who are both founding fathers to our country and crafters of the Declaration of Independence. And they're the three, Adams and Jefferson and Franklin. I didn't come up with a lot of great athletes named Adams or Jefferson or Franklin. Like, is Al Jefferson, the former Hornets center, the greatest Jefferson athlete ever? Really? I mean, he's good. He made an all-star game, I think, or an all-NBA team. He's a good athlete, but that's the best. Thomas Jefferson is a lot better than Al Jefferson, all due respect to Big Al. Is, you know, Craig and Kevin Adams of the Carolina Hurricanes Stanley Cup team, are they like the best Adamses we have to offer? John Adams, and I love the Adams guys, John Adams gets the nod over the Adams twins. They're not twins. They're not brothers, but they were both members of those important Carolina Hurricanes teams. And what about Franklin? I mean, I grew up with a kicker who kicked with a bare foot for the Philadelphia Eagles. His name was Tony Franklin. Is that the greatest Franklin we have in American sports history? Come on. I mean, he was a nice kicker, but you guys probably don't even know who Tony Franklin is. You might remember Al Jefferson only because he played here in our backyard. You might not even remember the Adams brothers as I look at my 
interns and Nathan Bernstein, my producer today, all younger folks who may not remember things from too far in the page, the yellowed pages of history. The greatest Adams, if you have one. The greatest Jefferson, if you have one. The greatest Franklin, if we have one. As we salute John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and Benjamin Franklin, they are the only three men, three men who were both founding fathers to our great nation. And among the crafters, there were five of those, of the meticulously worded Declaration of Independence. July 4th, 1776 was that Declaration of Independence Day. Stuff you might not have known about that or learned in school. Your phone calls on those questions of the day. Which women's sports do you watch regularly and why? Inquiring minds want to know. And if you were Kawhi Leonard, where would you sign and why? DeCourcy later on soccer. Ian Eagle on Wimbledon in the NBA and his Brooklyn Nets. Jim Rutherford is headed to the Hall of Fame and is joining us live in about 40 minutes. 1-800-849-2761. More on history and a lot more on sports coming at you next with your calls, 1-800-849-2761 on The David Glenn Show. Mr. President Barack Obama, welcome to The David Glenn Show. How are you? David, it's great to be on. It's wonderful to, to talk to the folks in North Carolina. I always say uh, I love the state of North Carolina, love the people of North Carolina. Even the folks who don't support me down there are nice to me. The David Glenn Show. I think tonight I, I expected Alex to grab a goal, but I'm not that happy with that celebration. You can celebrate however you want, but that, that for me is a bit distasteful, and I don't think she needs to do that. She can celebrate however she wants, and I'm a big believer in the Americans and how they celebrate, but for me, this is a little bit disrespectful. I could be wrong, but it's based upon playing against England, and we love our tea in England. I'm not a tea drinker, but, you know, that's what we're connected with, so I'm a little bit, uh, I think it's a little bit distasteful. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to our July 4th celebration on July 3rd. We're talking some history, we're talking some soccer, we're talking some hockey, we're talking some NBA. Amro and Raleigh wants in on the NBA question of the day. If you were Kawhi Leonard, where would you sign and why? Stay with the Raptors and chase back-to-back. Jump to the Lakers and join LeBron and Anthony Davis. Or sign with the only other team that at least for now has enough cap space for your very expensive contract. That would be the L.A. Clippers. Remember, Kwai is from Southern California, so either the Lakers or the Clippers would be a homecoming for him. If you were Kwai, the only biggest name free agent still hanging out there and undecided, where would you sign and why? Amro and Raleigh will be first on that. You can join at 1-800-849-2761. Meanwhile, with the American women, and you just heard, would you have guessed that that was a British soccer commentator? Did the accent give it away entirely? Probably so. A British soccer commentator was upset with Alex Morgan's celebration. Now, it's become a running theme now for Team USA's women. They have been known as some of the greatest role models on planet Earth, on and off the field, for decades, basically. The names change, of course, but that's what Team USA has been dating to at least the 1990s and probably even before that. Little by little, either they won't go to the White House or Megan Rapinoe versus the president or 13 goals versus Thailand, or now in this case, Alex Morgan scored the game winner and then mimicked, because it was a 2-1 victory, of course, against England specifically, mimicked sipping tea English style during her on-the-field celebration as her teammates approached her and mobbed her. Not everybody liked that. My sense is, and I'm actually in contact with people on the other side of the pond because I'm taking the Glenn family to London next month and trying to arrange soccer tickets, among other things, 
my consensus is, speaking to my friends in London and elsewhere, is that this commentator does not speak for fans of international soccer in the United Kingdom. This is the minority view. She was rubbing it in. Her word was, it was distasteful what Alex Morgan did. But a running theme along the lines of the controversy is that these American women don't care. They don't care if you let men celebrate however they want to and you all of a sudden carve out exceptions for how the women aren't allowed to do that. They don't care if you have a double standard for what running up the score is. They just don't care. They're fierce. They're independent. They're fiery. They're unapologetic. They're truly brilliant on the pitch. I'd argue they're truly amazing off the pitch as well, even as some Americans have turned on them for a variety of reasons. It's a small percentage of people who were upset with the, the sipping tea English style as the Americans win 2-1, as Alyssa Nair was a superstar in goal, including stopping a late PK. Kristen Press started for the injured Megan Rapino and scored the first goal of the game. Rapino is expected back by Sunday when the Americans will face either Sweden or Netherlands in the Women's World Cup championship game. Because Wimbledon continues on the other side of the pond, and the Women's World Cup is coming to a conclusion this weekend. We asked this question, which women's sports do you follow regularly and why? The rest of the sports business world would love to know why tennis has become a sport where the attention and the money and the fannies in the seats and the TV eyeballs are roughly equal, sometimes even more for women's tennis than for men's tennis in our country. There aren't many other examples of that. Even soccer, which is growing and exponentially on the women's side. I have some crazy numbers for you. I'll boil it down to this. The most watched TV program of any kind in the year 2019 in Brazil, in the nation of Brazil, not just sports TV, any kind of TV programming in, the, in this calendar year, the most watched TV event of this year in the nation of Brazil was their round of 16 match against France in this year's Women's World Cup. That means you're tapping into the culture, folks. You're not just tapping into your nation's sports fans. You are tapping into 35-plus million people watched Brazil against France in the nation of Brazil. Brazil lost that match, of course. That's why the France, French advanced to lose to the United States in the round of eight. In the nation of France, what is the most watched TV program of any kind this calendar year? It was when the Americans beat the French in the quarterfinals. In the nation of England, what is the most watched TV program so far this year? It was the game that was played yesterday, Team USA over England. Some of these numbers exceed more than 50%. Some of you know what a TV share is. That means of the TVs in use, how many are tuned to a particular program? Because we're such a fractured world, it is really hard to get to like 20% or 30%. Really, really hard. One of those matches, the USA-France match, 56% of all televisions on being used in France at that time were watching that match. Folks, you better be the Super Bowl or something else like that in our country to have more than half of all TVs in use tuned to a single program, and I mean sports or any other kind of program. Brazil, England, France, even Germany, their match against Sweden, almost half of all TVs in use in Germany for a women's soccer match tuned in for that Germany-Sweden match a little bit earlier in this not the uh, knockout stage, as it's called. 
Which women's sports do you watch regularly and why? Tennis has become equal between the men and the women, roughly. Soccer is closing the gap, although the men's World Cup is a much bigger economic model, and I mean much bigger still than the women's World Cup. Most other examples, NBA over WNBA is is not close. PGA over LPGA is not close. The men have exponentially more sponsors, money, TV viewers, paid attendees, and all the rest. Sports business executives are willing to pay you for your answers to those questions. Amro and Raleigh wants to talk some NBA. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, um, so my thoughts on this Kawhi situation is I think his best uh, place of landing will be in L.A. with the Lakers. All right. And the reason why I say that is because, um, one, he's obviously from L.A., um, he, when he originally was with the Spurs, he wanted to get traded to the Lakers. Right. That's what his former request was. And also, I think the best way or the the clearest way for him to win another championship will be with that squad. I mean, if you're looking at a lineup with LeBron, Kawhi, Kuzma, AD, and, you know, they're talking about, um, you know, for a, a buyout with Iggy, with the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, I mean, oh, the, La- the Lakers are sniffing the buyout line, man. They are watching to see who gets bought out by other teams all over the place because they are going to be so bound salary cap-wise. I believe as we speak, there are only five official members of the L.A. Lakers. I'd have to double-check that to be sure. Obviously, LeBron. Obviously, Anthony Davis. Kyle Kuzma is still there. Jared Dudley just signed there. Troy Daniels just signed there. And there are not only Iguodala, but other examples where there are veterans who may resurface there. I think they'd like Kyle Korver to get bought out and maybe resurface with the Lakers. You know, a former LeBron teammate and sharpshooter who would fit into, it's going to be a lot of attention on LeBron and a lot of attention on AD. If Kawhi goes there as well, man, and you're a sharpshooter, you're going to have looks that you dream about in your sleep at night because you can't guard everybody. That I, I'm with you on this as a neutral observer. I'm not a fan of the Lakers or the Raptors or the Clippers. But what am I rooting for? I would love to see LeBron, as he's getting older now, and he had injury issues last year. He's held off Mother Nature pretty impressively. But everybody gets old, and he is past the, the, the peak of his career for sure. AD is in his prime. Kawhi is still in his prime. Uh, it's easy to make the argument right now that the Kawhi of this past season was an even better player than the LeBron James of this last season. That's not blasphemous to say. So the three of them surrounded by... The guys that we know are there and the guys we think might resurface there, to me, from afar, I want to see the Kawhi to the Lakers thing happen. It, it is just as beneficial to Kawhi for championship purposes if he stays in Toronto. That's a heck of a roster now. They've retained almost everybody from the rotation that just won it all. The Clippers, I think, would be a roll of the dice. It would get them home. It, but they'd need to add significantly more to what is there. So I'm with you maybe for different reasons. Amro, thank you for contributing to the David Glenn Show, 1-800-849-2761. Let me try Mallory in Raleigh. Which women's sports do you watch regularly and why? Business executives are dying to know why tennis generates at least equal attention on the women's side is the men's side but virtually every other sport is tilted heavily in favor of the men mallory welcome to the show go right ahead hey how you doing dj doing great um volleyball uh and and tennis and the reason because you have more volleys right uh the men's side of the sport a lot of times you just have a serve maybe a return and it's over but 
you have more com- uh, competition when it's going on with, uh, with with tennis. It's not as fast. And another sport that I that I put out there is track. Yeah, I, and I th- I think you mean what I think you mean in tennis because the women don't crush it quite as much as the men. There is more back and forth, and I, I see that that is an interesting parallel to volleyball. Obviously, the more powerful the spike, the harder it is to return, right? So if you like action, some of the greatest men's tennis, men's tennis players are so good with their serve, especially their first serve, that you don't see a lot of volleys, right? On the women's side, it's just not as powerful, so there's more back and forth. I can see that with volleyball as well. That's an interesting point, and I don't know all the numbers with volleyball, Maybe the money is closer to equal in that sport, um, you know, at uh, the Olympic level or the, you know, there's now a beach volleyball championship nowadays. I don't know if the money is equal between the men and the women, but I don't think it's as lopsided as, you know, the PGA Tour dwarfs the LPGA Tour and the NBA dwarfs the WNBA. It might be closer. Uh, yeah, another one that I would like to put out there is, is track. I would love to see what's the, what's the numbers on track. Uh, yeah, it's, and yeah. I mean, like like volleyball, it doesn't make massive amounts of money, and maybe that's why we don't hear about it. But I, as just a casual fan myself, I'm as intrigued by the women's 100 meters at the Olympics or World Championships as I am the men. I'm as intrigued by the you know the Wimbledon women's bracket as I am the men's Wimbledon bracket. I can't say. I mean, I seriously, I I am. If if my interest in the PGA Tour was a hundred out of a hundred especially the majors, the Ryder Cup, et cetera. My knowledge and interest of the LPGA Tours is like a two. It's, it's just not even close. Whereas volleyball, it is relatively equal. Uh, track and field, it is relatively equal. Tennis, certainly. I mean, in our country, the interest in women's tennis, because Serena and others matter, it often crushes the interest in men's tennis because beyond a handful of guys, I mean, it's Novak Djokovic and it's Rafael Nadal. And it's Roger Federer, and they're the three greatest ever, and it's hard for anybody else to break that uh, that cycle. And those guys, of course, are all representing other countries. I appreciate the call, Mallory. 1-800-849-2761. As we welcome more calls, I will deliver one thing I promised. In honor of July 4th, and again, we don't have a live show tomorrow, you'll get a best-of edition uh, or alternative programming, depending on what your affiliate across North Carolina chooses to air tomorrow. When I'm away, we always give the option, so you're, you get to decide locally what you hear in this time slot, tomorrow and Friday in this case. In honor of July 4th, you guys ready for this? Three things you might not have known about the Declaration of Independence, which was officially adopted on July 4th, 1776. So tomorrow uh, is the birth of our nation, the Declaration of Independence. Happy July 4th, however you would want to put it. Would would you have any knowledge at all? You guys can just shake your heads up and down or side to side. If I said that our nation's birthday could have been July 2nd, or August 2nd, would you have any idea what I'm talking about? Everybody is saying no. All right, really quickly, three things you might not have known and given the reaction of my studio audience probably did not know about the Declaration of Independence officially adopted again on July 4th, 1776. The first thing you probably didn't know, John Adams himself, and I am, by the way, getting good Sports Adamses and Sports Jeffersons and Sports Franklins in honor of John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and Benjamin Franklin. I'll get to those throughout the course of the show. We are honoring the founding fathers and also those three in particular, Adams, Jefferson, and Franklin, both founding fathers and among the crafters of the meticulously worded Declaration of Independence. 
July 2nd could have been recognized to this day or centuries ago as the birth of our nation. John Adams himself wrote this to his wife, Abigail. You ready for this? The second day of July in 1776, John Adams wrote to his wife. On July 4th, July 1st, he wrote this. July 2nd will be the most memorable epic in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shows, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations. From one end of this great continent to the other, from this time forward forevermore. John Adams wrote that. He said July 2nd was going to be the birth of our country. Now, what happened? As it turned out, July 2nd was when the Continental Congress voted to approve a resolution of independence. And good old John Adams thought, well, that's enough, right? Well, it took until July 4th for everything to become official, and that's something you probably didn't know here on July 3rd, 2019, as we head into our July 4th celebration tomorrow. Meanwhile, this one shocked me, and I, I'm, I love American history. I consider myself fairly knowledgeable. Most historians have concluded that the last signatures, you all have seen the famous signatures on the Declaration of Independence, they did not complete the signatures on the Declaration of Independence, which gave birth to our country as we know it, until August 2nd, 1776. I didn't know that. We, we were just a fraud for about 30 days. It wasn't official. The ink wasn't dry. All the signatures weren't there. According to most historians, August 2nd could have been our national birthday. July 2nd could have been, as John Adams said, our national birthday. It turned out to be July 4th. I'm okay with that. Just a couple pieces of trivia for you as we celebrate our nation's birthday. The third thing you might not have known, it was not until 1938 that July 4th became a paid federal holiday. You know how I'm in favor at the David Glenn Shop. My goal, one of my only unmarked career checklist items is a paid suspension. I just want to get in trouble, but I want to hear like, you know, DG, we're going to have to suspend you with pay. I've always been amused by that. I've heard of suspensions without pay. They're not nearly as fun, right? Still looking forward to my first suspension with pay. Maybe today's the day. You just never know. It's early in the show. But it wasn't until night. Isn't an unpaid federal holiday a little hollow? I mean, a lot of people do a lot of great work for our country. Uh, you get a federal holiday, you're just not going to be paid. Oh, come on. Only in 1938 did they correct that as our nation's birthday is now a paid federal holiday and has been since that day, what is that, 81 years ago. Three things you might not have known about the Declaration of Independence and July 4th, 1776. 1-800-849-2761. If you're Kawhi Leonard, where would you sign and why? And as an American sports fan, which women's sports do you watch regularly and why? Tennis is one of true equality. Women's soccer is gaining in many large ways on men's soccer. There are a few other examples where the playing field is relatively equal. For the most part, though, men's sports continue to dwarf women's sports. Wimbledon underway and the Women's World Cup coming to a conclusion Sunday 
are two of the exceptions to this rule. That's what's inspired today's question of the day. Which women's sports do you watch regularly, and how would you explain the why of that? If you ignore, for the most part, the WNBA or the LPGA Tour, but you're mesmerized with women's tennis or women's soccer, what explains the difference? Inquiring minds with deep pockets would love to know your answer to that question. 1-800-849-2761. One more example of the amazing growing popularity of women's soccer here and elsewhere as we come back to your calls. NHL, NBA, little Wimbledon, little Zion Williamson, little Team USA. 1-800-849-2761. Happy July 4th from the David Glenn Show. I made a reference to Mike Krzyzewski of Duke and his GOAT status. And I kid you not, I got angry emails. If I really wanted to insult somebody, I would include some kind of sentence about being in the bleeping prairie chewing on grass. This is The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. Jim Rutherford is headed into the Hockey Hall of Fame. He's headed to our phone lines in about 15 minutes. Former Canes GM, architect of the 2006 Stanley Cup championship team here, put together a couple of Stanley Cup champions in his current capacity as the GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He goes into the Hockey Hall of Fame later this year. He joins us live in about 15 minutes. Ian Eagle on Wimbledon and the NBA and his Brooklyn Nets. Voice of March Madness in the NFL, good friend of the program, drops by in about 45 minutes. Mike DeCourcy, yet another friend of the program, one of the best in the business of college hoops, also knowledgeable on international soccer. Mike DeCourcy, third hour, Ian Eagle and Jim Rutherford next hour. Your phone calls now at 1-800-849-2761. The one thing I promised as we asked the question of the day, which women's sports do you watch regularly and why? Tennis is one of the only examples of true equality. Women's soccer is a great example of closing the gap on the popularity of men's soccer. Most other examples, basketball, golf, and otherwise, the men's game truly dwarfs the women's game. Your answer to that question is one that business executives pay a lot of money for. Which women's sports do you watch regularly? And why would you explain why you care about those if you're one of those as a man or a woman who mostly ignores the WNBA or the LPGA Tour or any of the other women's sports, chime in with your answer at 1-800-849-2761. We're celebrating Independence Day. We have come up with some greatest Adams, some greatest Jeffersons, and some greatest Franklins. We forgot Penn State football coach James Franklin. That's a good one. Benjamin Franklin, again, still gets the nod. He's a founding father. He helped craft the Declaration of Independence. Barefooted NFL kicker Tony Franklin and Penn State football coach James Franklin, the greatest Franklin so far in the sports world. The greatest Adams are all over the place. Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams. That's a pretty good pick. Baseball player Matt Adams. NBA big fella Steven Adams. Former NHL Canes Kevin and Craig Adams. How about longtime North Carolina High School Athletic Association guru Charlie Adams? Or former Clemson and NFL defensive end Gaines Adams. In honor of John Adams, founding father and crafter of the Declaration of Independence. That's a pretty heavy, pretty hefty group of Adamses there. We're a little lighter on Jeffersons in honor of Thomas Jefferson and a little lighter on Franklins in, in honor of Benjamin Franklin. You can chime in on those goofy things at 1-800-849-2761. So I gave you the crazy TV numbers in Germany, in France, in England, in Brazil. 
this year's Women's World Cup is setting incredible viewership records in all of those countries and in more narrow contexts even in our country again the USA France match was the most watched quarterfinal match in our country at that event in history here's one more for you as reported earlier today by ESPN and then we'll get to your calls 1-800-849-2761 according to licensed sellers of the U.S. women's national team jersey it is now outpacing all other U.S. soccer jerseys, including those of the men's team. And sales are 500% greater this year versus the same time period in 2015. In other words, they're trying to compare apples to apples because the World Cup is every four years. So it wouldn't be fair to compare you know, June and July of 2019 to the same months last year. So they go back four years when the Americans were among the favorites etc as they always are a 500 percent increase over the last four years and this is an interesting twist given the place of brandy chastain and her famous winning goal against china in 1999 remember she tore off her jersey exposing only her sports bra nike for the first time in the history of that company is now number one in market share for women's athletic bras it's never happened before can't get that kind of information anywhere else, can you? I actually stole it from ESPN, so you can't blame that one on me. The U.S. women, of course, beat England 2-1 yesterday. They'll face Sweden or Netherlands on Sunday with the Women's World Cup title at stake. 1-800-849-2761. Nike just had an earnings call. Nike just had an earnings report. President and CEO Matt Parker said, it is hard to overstate how important this year has been to the evolution's to the evolution of the women's offense at Nike. The business grew double digits in fiscal 2019, accelerating in the back half of the year. Our momentum in women's sports is a great example of how our renewed focus is really moving the needle through thoughtful design, powerful brand messages, and digitally-led distribution. If I remember correctly, wasn't there like a Nike boycott in America over the Colin Kaepernick stuff a while back? There's another call for a Nike boycott, and I couldn't help but ask myself, like, who are the new people? Like, what, what's, what's left to boycott? If all of the people angry about all of the same things promised to boycott Nike a year ago or two years ago or whenever, if, if they were all fully on the bandwagon, man, we're going to stick it to this company because we don't like their support of this guy or that policy or their views of this or that or even the latest shoe that they decided to pull off the shelves – if all of those in favor of a boycott already boycotted and we just saw that Nike's business grew by double digits in fiscal 2019, what is the power of a new boycott unless you're attracting new recruits? Is that as laughable as I think it is? I think so. 1-800-849-2761. Jim Rutherford, formerly of the Canes, now a three-time Stanley Cup champion. He is the GM of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he's headed into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Jim Rutherford live in about 10 minutes. Ian Eagle a little bit later. Mike DeCourcy later. Your phone calls too. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket in to the David Glenn Show. Jerome Robinson, are you a hugger or a handshake guy? H how does it work if Adam Silver is waiting for you? I really don't know. I, I hope it's not awkward. <laughs> um, you know, I hope it's not like a hand-to-hug-to-hand -hand kind of thing, but I don't know. I might just mess around and just hug him. No hands. I think he's so. a hugger. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.